Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Poor Richard's Cafe and Star Local Media. Poor Richard's Cafe, Plano's oldest restaurant since 1973. They are open daily from 5.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., serving the three most important meals of the day, breakfast, lunch, and dessert. It is true Texas homestyle cooking made with love and grit at his Poor Richard's Cafe, located off of Avenue K in Plano. Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor of Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Brian Murphy and Taylor Raglan. Uh, gentlemen, today, let's talk district MVPs. We are, uh, we are in the home stretch of high school basketball season. The girls' regular season actually ends. We're recording this on Monday. Girls' regular season ends on Tuesday. Boys ends next week. So it feels like we have enough, enough of a sample size to work from to where as we get towards the, uh, the coveted uh, assembly of the all-district list that we can start talking about who do we think were the pound-for-pound pound best players in some of these star-studded districts that we have been covering all season. So um, that's how we're going to devote the podcast for this week. On today's, we're going to discuss 6A, both boys and girls going to go district by district um, and discuss our uh, our picks for MVP, who we think is in contention and who we foresee coming away with the with the coveted all district superlative by year's end. Um, and then on Thursday we will do the same exercise only with 5A. So uh, yeah, Brian Taylor, um, let's start with 96A. Let's start with the district that has three McDonald's All Americans on, on the girls' side. side. Yeah. Can there be three MVPs? It's, and that's the thing. For this today, specifically for this, we are not picking co-MVPs because I know it's an all-district list. And, God. hey, everybody, yeah, it's I mean. probably going to happen, and I'm going to hate every second. Uh, yes, for the sake, for, for, for just retaining our sanctity, we're not going to uh, we're not, we're not give any co-awards out. We're going to pick one undisputed winner apiece. Yeah. So let's, I mean, yeah, with 9-6-A, I think this is going to be such an interesting discussion yeah. just because you have so many viable candidates for this because, I mean, you, like I said, you've three McDonald's All-Americans. You've got, I mean, what, four, five-star prospects. You have some of the best players yep. in the country in this district, and they have all stated their case all season long. I mean, you look at just some of the candidates. You have Jordan Oliver, Prosper, Jordan Merritt, Plano, Tavi Diggs, Plano East, Nia Green at Allen. It's, it stinks that Jay Nowens missed yeah, the time that she did. She doesn't even get entered in the conversation through no fault of her own. Yeah. I mean, every game she's played in, she's been great. You just I mean, look this past week, she hangs 20-plus on both Prosper and yeah. Plano East, beats two playoff teams. Plano West does, that is. And, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, it is such a difficult discussion because you're having to parse through some of the absolute best players in the country. And then you even have a good player, McKinney Boyd, like Zoe Jackson, yeah, who yeah. can light or Aaron it up. Fry Aaron with McKinney. Fry. Aaron Fry. Yeah, so Aaron and Fry. I've seen them play, I think, maybe once, but she's a tremendous athlete. And they're going to be they're going to be thrown somewhere on the first team, but they're yeah. not even going to sniff the superlatives, yeah. which in most districts, you know, they'd be up there for you know offensive mm-hmm. player of the year or something like maybe that. Yeah, in most yeah. Cases, mm-hmm. I mean, these teams, if you transplant them to another six A, I mean, McKinney's a very good girls basketball team. They were absolutely fine oh. this year, and. It's just the product of being in this gauntlet. Yeah. 
crazy. So um, I don't know. As we as we start to kind of parse through these names and think of who we feel like could be the uh, the district MVP, um, I don't know what is what is kind of as you guys you know eventually made your selections. Was this a difficult process for you? Or? It's it's interesting because it really wasn't for me because okay. I think that if you have all this statistical awesomeness and you have all these candidates and you have all these people. For me, it almost comes down to kind of the old school eye test, mm-hmm. and I've seen all of them play. Yeah. With with the exception of I haven't seen Jade Nolan's much, just because you know she got hurt. Plano West took a dip in the standings, obviously without her, um, and and I was covering teams that were still in contention, Plano East, Prosper, all those other teams. But just with the eye test, when I watch Prosper and Jordan Oliver, mm-hmm. I, I think she's head and shoulders this year above. You know, I, I've seen Tabby Diggs play over and over. I've seen you know Aaron Fry, like we just said. Mm-hmm. And and those uh, Tavi's incredible athlete. She's she's a great basketball player. She's had a great year. But the things that Jordan Oliver has done for Prosper this season, in my mind, I I think she is is the district MVP. I think she's just she's so important to that team. I got the text from you after the second yeah. time that they played Plano yep. East, saying that you think yeah you thought Jordan Oliver was the MVP and quote it's not even yeah, close. I don't think you it, text it, hashtag not even close. Yeah, like it's it's. I don't know it's, if I'd go that far to say it's not even it's close. Not closer. Let's put it that way, because there's been some yes. some circumstances that have brought Prosper yes. back to the field a little bit. Yes, Prosper. You know, Allen has kind of figured themselves out yes. and, and is rising, and, and it's it's gotten a lot more interesting than it was at that point. Because yeah. at that point, it looked like Prosper was never going to lose again, yep. which yeah. you know was was part of it. And like I said, there's been some extracurricular circumstances that have kind of brought them back to the field and and things going on, but. At the same time, just you know, just the the dominance when you watch mm-hmm. Jordan Oliver this season, because I mean, I've seen her head to head with Tavi twice, and yeah. Jordan Oliver got the best of that matchup both times, mm-hmm. and and I don't think it was particularly close. I mean, Tavi had fine games, but Jordan was dominant in those games, and and both wins. So I mean, it's it's. Man, it's it's if you want to just go by the old school eye test, she is she's been fantastic. It, it does kind of stick that we're doing this on Monday before Prosper plays Plano in a rematch because yep. that is kind of the one time where a team is sort of solved yep. Jordan Oliver to an extent. Yep. She only had ten points in that first meeting against Plano. Prosper as a team just couldn't get it going against that zone defense that Plano rolls out. Um, but yeah, Brian, so you're yeah you're the Prosper guy. You know you've you've covered this team all season long. So are you kind of in in you know concert with Taylor on this? Just kind of talk a bit about your thoughts your thought process and who you feel it could be the girls district MVP in 968 no doubt about it it's it's Jordan Oliver one thing that kind of scares me is if Allen wins the district yeah and they reward Nia Green for leading Allen to the district title being the best player on the best team Which, I, I mean her second I, half of district has been awesome yeah. she's scoring the ball in such, an, that's probably such a clip part of my argument yeah. is that I feel like Oliver has been so much more consistent mm. throughout I mean Jaden Owens through no fault of her own has been hurt yeah Tabby has been a little bit up and mm. down you know, Naya has been a little bit up and down. Tremendous second half, as Allen has had a tremendous mm. second half and really entered itself back into the conversation for the district title. But Prosper and Jordan have been there, it seems like, all year. But, you know, who else has had a great second half is Jordan Oliver. I mean, she's yeah. just coming off a 29-point game against Allen you know, where they lost at the buzzer. Mm. You know, if Prosper yeah. wins that game, then we're looking at, you know, Prosper then could be in the driver's seat to, you know, yeah. the district title uh, even after the forfeiture against mm. McKinney Boyd. But her last... You know, she had a double-double her last two games. She had against McKinney a few weeks prior, she had 19 and 10. Against Plano East, she had 24, 8, and 5. You know, she averages four assists a game. She's now their, their main ball handler, so she's getting the ball 
every time bringing up the floor. She picks her spots. She can hit the 12-foot jumper. Uh, Coach Durham with Allen, she had an interesting quote. She said, well, when Jordan Oliver's, you know, hitting their spots like that and, you know, hitting that little mid-range jumper, among other things, she, she goes, quote, like, dude, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing you can yeah. do. And she, she's unstoppable. She scored the first eight points of the fourth quarter yeah. in that game against Allen when they were down by eight and brought them back in the game. So it's like she'll, she'll have her moments. She'll, it seems like the games I've seen, she'll start off slow. She'll miss her first three or four shots. And then it's next thing you know, she has 14 points. And she's yeah. made her next five. Well, and it's, when I think about MVP and most valuable player, if you want to you know, condense it to what that phrase actually means, when I saw them play – East at home, Jordan Oliver got hurt, mm. and she went back to the tunnel to get checked out. The entire bench went like this, and w- seemed to just be staring at the tunnel the whole time. <laughs> Plano East goes on like a fourteen. Like she's coming back out, right? Like a fourteen zero yeah. run or something yeah. with her off the floor. Something crazy with mm. Oliver gone, yeah. and then Oliver checks back in late in the second quarter, and I think Prosper ends up winning that game by mm. double digits. Yeah. Like, it's it's just unbelievable the impact that she has on the team. To be fair, that probably happens with a few of these teams. Oh, yeah. Well, and, yeah. and that's the interesting conversation about this district yeah. as a whole, too, is the supporting cast. Because mm. you can't deny that Oliver has some really key pieces yeah, around yeah. her as well. I would Absolutely. say that, that her supporting cast is better than Plano East, than, than Tabby has uh, night in and night out. I think Tabby has talent around her, but... Prosper with with Scout Huffman. Yeah. With I mean, Tabby supporting cast is really young. Scout yeah. Huffman is hurt, by the way, right now. So we're yeah. really seeing Jordan Oliver really have to pick it up these last yeah. few games. We've seen it, you know, nineteen against Plano West, twenty nine against Allen mm-hmm. without Huffman in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, I think Allen's supporting cast is better though. You know, I've t- Tyler Jackson Tyler took Jackson. over. Zoe yeah. McCrary. Fourth yeah. quarter, Zoe McCrary. She didn't really do much, but I've heard a lot of good things about her. Uh, they had number three. I can't think of her name. Uh, she was a little sharpshooter. I think she had three threes. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, uh, Tarpley. For, for Allen, yeah. And, and, Alyssa Tarpley. And yeah, and Tarpley hit the game-winning shot, you know, off the, off the rebound. A little freshman, yeah. you know, it was right place, right time. You know, unsuspecting hero, mm-hmm. you know, hits the game-winning shot. I think Allen's supporting cast is better than any other team that I've seen in the district. Yeah. Uh, so that may hurt Nia Green's case. Mm-hmm. But Nia Green is, is phenomenal. I've seen her once. And, you know, the grain of the, the entire first quarter, Prosper was face guarding her. Yeah. The game plan obviously was, yeah. you know, we are not letting her even catch the mm-hmm. ball. And then the second quarter, she kind of starts getting her fast break game going. It's this, it's that. Then hit a couple fadeaway jumpers, you know, long two-pointers. And I'm like, Okay, you don't see that in, in girls' basketball very often, you know. Nope. Kobe Bryant-style yeah. shots. Nobody's really mentioned Jordan Merritt yet, though, which is odd to I me know. because Jordan Man. Merritt, I think, is, at least if I'm going, I think it's a discussion between Merritt and Oliver, yeah. at least personally. Um, just I think Merritt, you, you can make a case that's the most versatile player in this district, just in her, just the number of ways that she can impact a game just because of her size and her length mm-hmm. and just the versatility of her skill set. I mean, she's really, you know, shown off the strides she's made as a low post player this mm-hmm. season. Like, I think I said it on a podcast, uh, you know, a few weeks back, like, her drop step is, is about as automatic a shot as there is in the district. There's there might not be a more consistent go-to shot than Jordan Merritt on the block, drop step into the basket. And, I mean, yeah, with just the growth that she has shown as a, as a score, you saw her against McKinney yep. you know, a couple weeks ago, and she dropped 27 on the line. That's a yep. huge victory. She, she loses kind of the memories from that game because of the last second yeah. buzzer beater from, from Zaria Collins and, and the way they won that game. But she was absolutely the best mm. player in that game. I mean, outplayed um, Aaron Fry, who also had a great game. Yeah. But, I mean, I do think there's, there's merit, no pun intended, <laughs> to the argument that, you know, her and Oliver are the two most complete basketball players yeah. p- potentially in the district. The the two that can do the most because for as good as as Tavi Diggs is, 
her game is very well defined, and yeah. she wants to do one thing. And if you take that away, sometimes she struggles a little bit. And and I feel like Oliver and Merritt, both of them, kind of have enough facets to not let that happen mm-hmm. so often. So. Yeah, as, as impressive as Jordan Merritt has been, though, like, I don't want to be redundant, but I, too, kind of arrive at maybe just by ever so slightly thinking Jordan Oliver might get it um, for a lot of reasons that you guys have mentioned. And I just think of some of the, I mean, they, they've all, all these players have scored, you know, oh, incredible yeah. numbers this mm-hmm. season. So that's like, it's, you can't really parse much from yeah. that. It's just kind of the, the moments. And I just think, like, when I'm thinking through, like, in any other sport, when you think of, like, the NBA, and, like, there's always, like, you know, James Harden had a moment last year when he when he broke Wesley Johnson's ankles and you know, I mean that was the, the the clip that went viral and that was okay that's an MVP level clip or like when Steph Curry hit that shot just past half court against the Thunder the year that he won his second MVP I mean you just you have those moments that stick with you um, when you're trying to you know make a case for somebody and I think of like that first matchup against East when Jordan Oliver takes it upon herself to guard Tavi Diggs yep. and you know well and this is the reigning district MVP out of six six a one of the best post players yep. in the Metroplex and she you know she does great. In that matchup, mm-hmm. I think the game that I, you know, the first time that I saw her play when they played um, Allen in that first meeting, and she told a uh, head coach Trey Rochelle in a game that was, you know, just one possession entering the fourth quarter, um, let me take over. You know, yeah. she just when she went into straight up takeover mode, and you know, Prosser had to kind of deviate a little bit from what it likes to do. But you know, you put your hand, you know, you put the ball in the hands of one of the best players in the country, and she just came through time and time again. Whether it was scoring the yeah. ball, whether it was assisting, I've just been really impressed with how, like, we've kind of you know intimated this, how mature her game is. The yeah. job that she does. Pick her spots, even if you know her offense, even if her shot's not there, she still finds other ways to impact the game. Um, and yeah, like you said, now that she's having to do even more now, depending on how long that Scout Huffman's going to be out for. I mean, that team is fixing to go out on a Jordan Oliver sized shield. And I mean, mm-hmm. given what she's shown this year, you got to still be feeling pretty good about your chances if uh, if you're prosperous. So yeah, I mean, it's it's odd because as competitive this mm-hmm. as this race is, we're all unanimous in thinking yeah. it's going to go to Jordan Oliver. So uh, yeah, so we shall see. Um, on the boys' side, though, um, I don't know. Let's just talk some of the, uh, the potential 968 candidates on the boys' side because this is a district that has two of the best teams in the state, you know, yep. Allen and Jesuit. Um, both teams have, obviously, their, uh, you know, their worthy selections there, whether it's, a, you know, Max Amos, the point guard for Jesuit, their big man, Julius Marble, just a walking matchup nightmare. Yep. You have Isaiah Stevens over at Allen, one of the best scorers in this, uh, you know, in the, in the Metroplex. You've got Planet West yeah. making, a, making a surge. A two-headed monster yeah. there with Daylon Meyer and, uh, and Ryan Zambi. Mm-hmm. Both of them have They've had tremendous years, which is a different vibe for Plano yeah. West because, you know, last season it seemed to be all Ryan Zambi all the time and, yeah. and Miner's emergence. I mean, he's been on the team and been a very solid player, but he's really kind of come into a different kind of role. And it's just it's him staying healthy. You yeah. know, Coach Morgan will make you know make that known that I mean last year they just did not have those yeah. two on the court for enough enough time during district just because yeah. you know with injuries to you know to minor and whatnot. It's just made all the difference because yeah, those two have been game changers for West, you know, as they've made this mid-district surge and are now riding a, you know, six consecutive mm-hmm. wins heading into the Tuesday night against uh, against Allen. And you got Prosper, a team that, you know, kind of is kind of uh, surprised a bit, you know, with what they've done in district play. Well, it helps when you get a guy named Mondo Battle come in and, <laughs> yeah. and take over in the yep. post. You know, he came in in December, late December, uh, just in time for district play. Uh, and, you know, he's a guy that could be, you know, in the in the mix for newcomer of the year or yeah. something like that. I wouldn't say MVP. You know, you have a guy like Josh Davis. His scoring numbers aren't through the roof, but this is a, a three-year starter on varsity. You know, Coach Ellis, Jonathan Ellis likes to say he's, you know, he's a walking triple-double. You know, yeah. he'll have the, you know... He does it all. He'll have the rebounds, the assists. He runs the team. He's the, the leader of the team, a vocal leader. And, you know, he'll, he'll, he's been known to light it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, his scoring numbers, I, I, I don't think, warrant an yeah. MVP over the guys from Jesuit and Allen yeah. and those state powers right there. 
But this is a, a more complete team than I guess we thought they would be, mm-hmm. you know, heading into district play. You know, they'll probably going to sneak into the playoffs if they yeah. take care of business these last three games. And with um, with Isaiah Stevens, just how, like, because now that he's getting to kind of run the show, I mean, like I've said in the past, like last year's these, well, this is his third year on varsity and just these first two years, Allen was just such a balanced team and had so many uh, so many outlets to, to beat mm-hmm. you. I mean, they were, uh, yeah, again, the team are really strived on balance, so it was really tough to stand out and now that he's, you know, taken the reins, you've seen just the, I mean, he's still just as lethal a scorer, a scorer as he's shown the ability to be, but you seeing what a what a dynamic passer he is he's really is you know I was talking with Allen's head coach Dean Christian after the game against Jesuit and I mean he just you know he went on a uh, you know, uh, just a diatribe about just how blessed this district is to have two point guards like Isaiah Stevens and Max Amos um, over a Jesuit and just I mean the quality play that you get at that position you know two guys who are not only just t- dynamic offensive players but they just they don't make you know high school level mistakes they're just so smart with the ball and I mean I really do think that it's ultimately going to come down to those two yeah. as far as the the MVP conversation goes I give the slight edge to uh, to Max though over yeah. a Jesuit with just the uh, I mean the consistency that he is uh, that he has shown you know whether it was with or without Julius Marble because make no mistake about it I mean Julius Marble is the is the great, D, is man. the D1 stud yeah, on that team he's, he's the one that's going to be playing you know for some uh, some power five school most likely and he is an absolute matchup nightmare mm-hmm. um, I think Max though is kind of what uh, what kind of makes that team go though I'm just looking at some of his his numbers you know during district play he's average averaging 22 and a half points yeah. per game. Wow. Sweep Allen. Yeah, they I swept mean, Allen. He was huge games. in both both yep. games. He the one the first the first time that they beat Allen was, you know, Marble was injured, you know, mm-hmm. 2 3 minutes into the game, um, but they still didn't miss a beat. I mean, he's he really is everything you want out of a point guard. He's a great outside shooter. He's got a just an absolutely vicious first step off the dribble. Um, again, a very, very willing passer. Doesn't make He's not a, not a high turnover guy or anything either. I mean, Jesuit itself is a smart team. They play very high IQ style. And I think, yeah, he is just kind of the, the straw that stirs the drink, so to speak. So he would he would get my, uh, you know, my MVP nod. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think you just look at, if it comes down to, to Max versus Isaiah, it's it's probably going to go to whoever wins the district championship. Yeah. And Jesuit has the leg up, having swept yeah. Allen. Yeah. They're going to need Allen is going to need Jesuit to to come back to the group a little bit, and then because if right now if they both went out, then they tie. Jesuit wins mm. to the head to head, and and that's all she wrote. And I think then you have to give it to to Abmus. I think you just have to. It, as good as Marble is as well, which I mean, I I saw Jesuit and Allen play yeah. the second time, um, and Marble got to play the whole game and. Like like we've alluded to, that guy is a, a physical freak. I mean, he's six eight, tremendously athletic for that size. But you know, as you said, I think Amos is a guy that makes that thing go. And and if they win the district, and and they've already handled Allen mm-hmm. twice, pretty convincingly. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I think it's his to lose for sure. I haven't seen Allen boys or Jesuit boys, mm-hmm. but just based off the eye test, I know you've seen them both. Mm-hmm. Amos or Stevens, just who's a better point guard? Not who's MVP, but just who's a better player. From what you've seen, it's really close though. Because yeah, I don't know. I think if you were, like if you were to put Stevens on Jesuit and Amos on Allen, I mean, I think their games are very, very yeah. similar. Well, and it's tough for me because I saw them play one another, mm-hmm. and and Stevens just had an off night. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> which compared it, to the first time that they played Jesuit, he had yeah. forty-two. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So I mean, I, it, it's tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, just on what I've seen, I guess I'd say Amos, but I know Stevens is is tremendous in his own right. I mean, it's not. 
I think they're they're pretty. No, cool. you might get again. Yeah, you might get a co MVP. I was just about to say yeah. that co MVP is coming up. But yeah, like you said, though, when all else fails, I mean, the the best player on the best team is yeah. always a, a, a an appropriate way to some to uh, sometimes default on who gets the uh, the district MVP. And yeah, that is a look at the very least our selections for uh, for District Nine Six A's MVPs. Obviously, still plenty more as far as Six A districts. Still got Six Six A, Ten Six A, Eleven Six A, and um, we will get to that on the other side of this break. But first. Got to share that student-athlete spotlight, and we just mentioned Plano West. Plano West is rolling right now. They are the hottest team in the district, despite playing in a district that has two of the top, you know, five, seven teams in the district. Plano West has a six-game winning streak heading into the week. Uh, Taylor, you had a chance to catch up with one of the uh, one of the standouts, Dalen Miner, who's been a huge part in that uh, in that surge. We will see what Dalen had to say after a word from the sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media. 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. And now, let's get back to the podcast. How's it going, everybody? This is Taylor Ragland out here at Plano West with senior Dalen Miner. Uh, Wolves are on a six-game winning streak in District 96A, set up pretty well for uh, postseason position. So uh, I guess the, the big question, Dalen, the first one is, you know, what's been going right for you guys over these last six games, and, and how good are you guys feeling right now? Yeah, we've been playing good as a team. Uh, I think me and Ryan just been leading all the younger players because we're the seniors, returners, along with Shamar. And um, at the beginning of the season, we had a couple things going. We weren't playing together, but now I think everything's clicking. Everybody's playing good, and um, we're playing good together. I think that's the biggest part of why we're on this winning streak right now. You spoke about uh, you and Ryan, especially, you know, being senior leaders. But at the same time, you know, you missed some time last year with injuries. You guys missed the postseason. You guys had a lot of injuries to deal with. So how good has it been to kind of be back, be healthy, get a whole season to play alongside him and and kind of develop that chemistry over again? Uh, Yeah, it feels real good. Um, We see the results. Uh, Last year, I let my team down. Um, they really needed a point guard. This year, we got everybody healthy. Everybody's um, clicking together. And so you can see it in the results and the wins we're getting right now and uh, the record we have. You know, being a senior, obviously you've been here a while and, and seen your game evolve a little bit and all that good stuff. So what do you mm-hmm. think is maybe the biggest change that you've made to, uh, to kind of help out the team and, and be more productive as a point guard? I've just been doing what I always do is my game. My uh, game is uh, point guard. If I need to score for my team, I'll score. If I need to get players involved, that's what I do, play defense. Um, I, I just play my game, and whatever uh, the other team gives me, that's what I take. Talked about Shamar Pearl, too. Obviously, that, uh, that win over Prosper you guys had. You had, oh, yeah. the, uh, you had the bucket to tie it, and then Shamar, obviously, you guys get the ball back with, like, three seconds left. Yeah, and, and big win. to win it. So, you know, how good was that win, and, and how good did it feel to kind of keep it rolling, especially uh, in that fashion? Oh, man, that, that win was real big for us, uh, putting us in the um, position to have third place in the, going into the playoffs. So, Shamar, with that game winner, I couldn't, we was just excited in the locker room. Because that was a big win for us that we really needed over uh, a very good prosper team. Yeah, you guys are a, uh, a game behind Allen and Jesuit, I think, right now, mm-hmm. um, but still set up really well. Like I said, to get in the postseason, earn that, uh, earn that bid, and get back there uh, after missing last year. Um, you know how important is that to you as a senior to kind of, you know, maintain the tradition here at West and, and get back to the postseason and, and kind of keep the program on the map. Oh, that's very important. Uh, the last time we was in the playoffs, we went two rounds deep uh, two years ago. Uh, this is my senior year. We had we got we had to get to the playoffs. So we're doing all the seniors. We're doing everything our part right now to keep this season going as far as we can, and um, to keep rolling as far as we can go to hopefully get to state. What do you think the main identity is for you guys this year? You know, when you look at your basketball team and, and how you guys want to play and, and mm-hmm. how you guys want to win basketball games, what do you feel like? Uh, what kind of team, I guess, do you guys think you are? 
Um, I think we just we're, we're all really good friends outside of basketball. So I think that comes together on the court, and we just we play together real good. Um, and we we've been able to see it the last few games. We've been winning. Our assist numbers been up. Everybody getting a piece of um, the win. So I think that's really been important for us. You know, we've already talked about you and Shamar and Ryan and some of those older guys. But you also mentioned, you know, how you guys lead the younger guys and, and some oh, yeah. of those guys that are that are coming up, especially, you know, Alec, mm-hmm. um, Ryan's younger brother, all that good stuff. So who have you been impressed with as far as younger guys and, and how they contributed this season? Man, they've all been playing really good. We got most of them is our sophomores. Like you said, Alec, Christian, uh, Grant, Chase, they, they just all been playing up to my expectations, really. And um, I think they've been really giving us an edge over teams because when me and Ryan or Shamar aren't doing, um, like, aren't hot or whatever, they come in and pick up the slack a little bit and give us a little bit of slack to take a break or whatever. They've just been playing real good for sophomores, playing up on the varsity level. I guess the last thing is, you know, you, uh, you put the six-game winning streak on the line against Allen tomorrow um, at their place. Uh, you know, they got you the first time, but you guys are uh, you guys are rolling right now. So, yes, what do you think, uh, or how do you think this game will be different, and, and what's kind of uh, going through y'all's minds as you get ready for this rematch? Yeah, confidence. Our confidence right now, I think, is a major key going into this game. We're real confident in ourselves and each other, and I think that's um, uh, when we played them the first time. We didn't really have that, but right now on the six game winning streak, I think we're going into this game real confident, and um, hopefully we get this win. Absolutely. Thank you, Dalen. This has been Taylor Ragan out here at Point O West with uh, senior point guard Dalen Miner. Uh, get ready for the uh, second half of the podcast. Thanks, yes, man. No problem. All right, well, thanks to Dalen Miner of Plano West Boys Basketball for joining us on the podcast. As you noticed, we've switched things up here. So I'm Justin Thomas, and I'm being joined by Kendrick Johnson and Devin Hassan. And we are continuing to talk uh, boy uh, basketball MVPs here. So, um, you want to take it off? Speaking of Mr. Meyer, I actually seen the man play. He's very clutch, and he's kind of like a fire starter with some talent. Like, people feed off of what he do. Like, he took over down the stretch against McKinney and made uh, two or three tough shots and to the point where he got to, got the crowd involved yeah. and stuff like that. So, like, he's a guy that his stats won't be the best, but when you look for the MVP, I look at the intangible guy, and that's what he brings to the table. Yeah. He definitely, somebody for nine six eight that I definitely would put in the mix because since he's gotten hot, they've been on this run. I think they won like six of their last seven. And yeah. They went from being like, oh, no, to there's almost a sure lock to be in the playoffs. So if you're a voter, who else are you considering there in? You got to look at McKinney's Byron Scobie. This man's had like four games scorer. over 40 yeah. points this year. <laughs> but like if you want to look at the, like, uh, the, the meaning of MVP, I think he's more offensive player than the MVP. He's had a couple mm-hmm. off games, but dude's averaging 30 points in district. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> he's, He gets buckets. But um, but you kind of got to incorporate the team aspect. Like, McKinney can get in the playoffs without a doubt, but they have, like, the beat Prosper and need this and that. So I yeah. think you need more dominant. I haven't seen the guys from um, Jesuit, but they have a point guard that is ridiculous, and they can shoot, and they're number one in the district. So I was yeah. leaning towards that because you got the team success, the individual success. And I know Devin's old school, the real definition. Definition of MVP. <laughs> yeah, back and forth we go. <laughs> All right, Devin, what are you looking at? Well, I'll touch on 10-6-A real quick, and then we'll bounce over to one of your districts. Okay. But uh, on the girls' side, um, 
it's tough. You know, a lot of times on these all district teams, or most valuable player, it's the best player on the best team. Yeah. Um, and it's tough when you have on the girls' side, Saxy, uh, who's going who's run away with the district championship once again. Uh, they have five kind of equal parts. Every part, you know, every member of their starting rotation acts between eight and fourteen points. They both do yeah. a lot of the same things. Uh, Avery Krause won it last year. Uh, wouldn't surprise uh, me at all to see her win it again. Uh, but I'm kind of leaning more toward Rallette and Nagazi Obaneki. Uh, she's a six-foot forward, uh, multiple-time All-District selection, but she made the the move in the off-season to uh, point guard, mm-hmm. and um, has just really flourished in that role. Uh, Seventeen and a half points a game. She leads the team in rebounding at nearly nine per, uh, per night. Uh, three and a half steals per game, and then obviously leads the team in assists. And it's just really giving them a different dimension because, as I mentioned, she's really good on the glass, but you know that that. That element of being able to pull the ball down um, off the glass and mm-hmm. then instantly get into transition um, has really kind of changed the Rowlett, um mindset and what they've been able to do. And if you want to, uh, I guess, see just how valuable she is, uh, she missed the game on Friday last week, yeah. and uh, they lost by, uh, by 12 to Lakeview, a Lakeview team that they'd handled yeah, fairly easily the first time. different story for them, huh? So um, hopefully it's nothing long-term, nothing serious, uh, and they'll have her back for the playoffs because she's a, she's a difference maker, and that's who I'd probably vote for. Um, as far as far as MVP, as far mm-hmm. on the girls' side, uh, on the boys' side, uh, pick one of the two players from South. Tyrese Maxi, Tyrese Maxi. I mean, I mean, and, and you know, John Achibe at Wiley has been. I mean, he's had several thirty-point games, but yeah. I mean, it's it's there's, it's it's Tyrese Max here, Chris Harris. Uh, those two guys are. are they both put up great numbers. I mean, Maxie's 22 points a game. Chris Harris, 18. Uh, both around six rebounds a game. Both around three assists. Both around two steals. Uh, numbers are very comparable. You can't go wrong with either one. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would figure just because he has the slight edge in scoring uh, is you're going to see Tyrese Maxie repeat as MVP yeah. and Chris Harris repeat as Offensive Player of the Year. Special not talent. A, special talent. Not a school that you actually cover, but uh, off the top of your head, is Harris, has he committed anywhere yet? He's going to A&M. A&M? Okay. Yes. I, I saw them both play earlier in the year. But yeah, I went to Garden Lake Centennial, full disclosure, that was the South Garden rival, but I went to check out Mr. Maxey because he's kind of getting this legendary status. He's the real deal. Like, there are too many people I'll put the seal of approval for one and done. He gets the seal of approval. Seal. <laughs> and, and I, I, I take my reputation seriously. Can you check, huh? <laughs> Go see Tyrese Maxey. He'll be playing for Kentucky next year. Well, and, and, and I'll be interested to see what they do in the playoffs coming off that state tournament last year because once you've been there, I got a sense early on they're kind of in, in cruise control. Yeah. And now once the second half of district play started, uh, starting with that undefeated showdown against Lakeview, they really amped up their game. And Who's the freshman with the left hand that can shoot? They got a good freshman guy that's – they got a shooter for South Garland. Oh, he's – yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, he just – Basically joined the rotation late. Uh, he's had a couple of, of twenty twenty. He's got potential games, too. So, but um, anyway, JT, what about uh, one of your districts over here? Uh, for me, in six six A, you know, Louisville and Heaven have had good years. Louis, Louisville has a senior point guard, Nala Hemingway. You know, she kind of runs the offense, and but she really stands out on defense, and it's really you know it's a defensive minded team, and she kind of leads the trend there, and then. Hebron has a couple of juniors. When you talk about uh, junior guards, Sierra Dixon and Deja Melton, they're both three-year starters, and they've had pretty good years for Hebron. But, I mean, MacArthur's undefeated, so I think you're going to have to pick somebody from MacArthur. Taylor Broussard actually leads the team in scoring, but, you know, just on all-around play and name recognition, I think you're going to have to go with the five-star junior, Sarah Andrews. Um, Top-rated player in her class in all of Texas, just Mm -hmm. all-around 
dynamic player and obviously unbeaten in district, so I think MacArthur's obviously going to get the MVP, and I, I'm going to pick Sarah Andrews. Kendrick, how about girls for you in 6A? I haven't seen none of the big players play, so I don't, I don't like commenting. But from okay. what I've seen off well, of highlights, some, you definitely have some good ones in that district. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. From what I've seen off <laughs> of highlights and just putting the stats on, I have to give it to Jordan Oliver. It's hard to come in like she's a McDonald's All American, so is Jaden Owens, who's been hurt, so that kind of yeah. disqualifies her. And um, Nia Green for um, Allen. Um, uh, Oliver's been, yeah, yeah. Oliver's been the most consistent, and it's kind of hard when people know you're that good to kind of yeah, yeah. be that person, and she's been that person all year. Gotcha. And she's and she's won a couple games with them down the stretch, or had them in games they had no business being in. So she's uh, she's talking and walked apart. So she's getting my vote, and she's going to Baylor next year, one of the best schools in America. Yep, she'll join Flower Mounds, Lauren Cox there. Uh, for me, on the boys' side at six six a, it's pretty intriguing race actually. Um, I think. From my perspective, I think there's three legitimate candidates. Uh, you have Capel's Tariq Aman. He's a point guard, four-year starter. He leads the team in scoring, and he's their captain, obviously. And this is a Capel team that's kind of exceeded expectations, at least from my perspective. Um, they're very young, very inexperienced, and I think, obviously, they're, uh, I didn't mention it, but they're tied for first in the district with Louisville, and I think Tariq is a big reason why, especially from a leadership perspective with how young the team is and also having a new coach. So um, he's definitely a candidate. You have Hebron's Logan McLaughlin. He's a big-time scorer. He has big-time hops. He can shoot it from anywhere. But I think my pick might have to be a freshman, Keontae George at Louisville. Oh, wow. He's a... Uh, Legit. He's legit. He's uh, fifth and 6A in, in the area in scoring at 21 points per game, and he's been hitting big shots of late. Um, I covered the game against Hebron on Friday, and he hit two threes in overtime to kind of key the win there. He hit a game-tying three at the buzzer against Irving Mack, a game they ended up winning in double overtime. And I also covered the first game against Hebron, and they ended up losing that game at the buzzer, but he had hit a ridiculous three-pointer worth about five seconds left to tie that game so he's not just scoring it he's just doing it he's doing it in big time situations and it's, it's a, like I said I think it's a tight race especially uh, at the top between Tariq and Keontae the two co-leaders in the district and the two uh, kind of best players on their respective teams in my opinion I'm going to pick Keontae to win it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know me, I don't I don't be commenting on people unless I really see them. Love this kid's game. He yeah. has a nice pace, He, but the X factor to him is like, he's not just good, but he has that killer mentality, yeah. hence why he's hitting all these big shots. And yeah. It's no big deal to him either. He's not. Well, the moment's definitely not too big for this kid. If I had to describe him in one word, I would just say smooth. Is smooth. That, would you he kinda, he, yeah, if I was describe his game like compared to the NBA, he's kind of like a poor man's Paul George. He's a good two-way player. Yeah, and he's been hitting big shots. So, um, you know, still three games to, in that district to decide the district championship, and you know maybe the MVP could come down to which team ends up sitting on top. So we put our reputations on the line. Me and Justin are pretty accurate. Except <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to Anthony. Wiggins. Oh, I don't know about that. I'll let you say that. <laughs> Anthony Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Devin, anything else you wanted to mention? Or? Yeah, let me. I'll touch on my 11 6 eight district so I don't leave the mesquite folk out and have them call me. <laughs> <laughs> like um, on the girls' side, it's a, it's a three-team race still, and I think there's three uh, main candidates, one from each of those teams. Yeah. Uh, you got Rockwall. Their season's actually done. They have a bye tomorrow night. Um, 
they're ten and two. They're going to earn a share of the district title regardless. Then you have Horn and Tyler Lee both at nine and two. They play each other on Tuesday, so a winner of that game gets a, a, a co-championship, and the winner of that game might get the MVP out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Horn, uh, Nia Boyd, uh, their incredible point guard, a four-year starter. She was actually a district MVP two years ago. Um, she's a candidate. She's uh, you know put up big numbers, uh, you know both scoring and assist wise. Um, one thing that might uh, I guess kind of take away from her uh, <laughs> from her uh, uh, vote is that she does have a lot of good players around her, like Jasmine Shavers, uh, players like that. Um, so she doesn't have to do as much as, as she did say two years ago when she did win the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, Rockwall Jordan Mathis has been their most consistent player all year long. She was the defensive player of the year last year, and then at Tyler Lee, uh, Aaliyah Morgan, uh, she signed with TCU. Um, she's really kind. Of, I mean, Tyler Lee was expected to compete for the playoffs, but that was kind of surprised that they're, uh, they're have to, they have a chance to win a share of the district mm-hmm. championship. So I think if they beat Horn tomorrow night, Horn won the first meeting. I think if they beat Horn, then I think it goes to Leah Morgan, uh, just based yeah. on what she was able to do. If Horn wins, I don't know. You know, again, Nia Boyd is certainly a worthy candidate, but I, I think it probably goes to Jordan Mathis still. Yeah. Um, just because she's she's been so consistent for that team, uh, and they leaned on her a lot more than I think Horn has leaned yeah. on, on Nia Boyd. Uh, on the boys' side, it's it's pretty. I think, I think it's pretty clear cut. Uh, Samuel Williamson uh, out at Rockwall. Rockwall. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think he's, he leads six A in scoring, right? Yeah, yeah. He's just a scoring machine. He signed with Louisville um, on a, a district leading team. They actually suffered their first uh, loss last week or last Friday to Mesquite. Um, and I would like to, to give a shout out to Cody LeBlanc um, over at Mesquite. He's a guy that, yeah. uh, that that's worthy uh, of consideration. Uh, I mean, he had one of the best shooting performances I've seen this year. He had eight threes against North Mesquite. Yeah. And I mean, he's shooting from 26, 28 feet. I mean, the guy has just unlimited range. And he had a big game on Friday and that big win over Rockwall scoring 21. But I think when you look at the entire body of work, uh, it's just going to be hard for anybody yeah. but Samuel Williamson to be, to be MVP. Of that yeah, year. it's pretty... Seems like a shoe in there almost. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, going back to Keontae, I just wanted to mention if uh, if he does end up winning MVP as a freshman, I've only other I've only covered one other player that's won a district MVP as a freshman, and it was Marcus Smart, oh. and he ended up winning four district MVPs and two Gatorade Basketball Players so Pretty uh, good Player of the Year awards. So if Keontae pulls this off, who knows what's coming <laughs> down the pike for him? Anyway, that'll do it for our. Uh, podcast uh, 6a recap here so thanks for joining us and check us back out on thursday when we uh, start touching on 5a thanks looking to hire top talent in your community look no further than starlocaljobs.com our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area with starlocaljobs.com you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.